0: In a world gone mad, only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Jerry Save the World. Episode 45, Andrew and Jerry say goodbye to... Uh, 2022 part two Uh, obviously this is a continuation of our conversation last week about about what's going on in the world and what happened in 2022 and what we're hoping for 2023 so stay tuned here is episode 45 of Andrew and Jerry save the world so Jerry has his phone right and on that he can access the entire span of human knowledge yep in an instant and yet never have we been dumber as a collective society And so I'm reminded of this quote from Dickens in A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It
1: was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. Yeah. And again, it's it's also very amazing how how um, Dickens, uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, Huxley, uh, how they understood these things. Um, Orwell. I, I look. I'm not this utopian wannabe where I think we should go back to cutting our own wood and you know living uh, in, in an anti-modernity way. No, if you want to go the next step. You want slight industrialization, but all of us living in the <laughs> no, same no, no. village Here's, and having a good pub. But, and have, but here, oh, I love that. Yeah, right, right, I, right. You know, We talked about this. the yes. the, Purit- the Puritans before they built a church, they built a pub. Yes, but, but let me, but let me, um, let me say this though. What, what, what I do want uh, is for us to have a, a real a realization that, uh, again, I've said this. I'm repeating myself from what I've said on the air uh, this past week. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, we are, we are not con- uh, customers uh, f- uh, uh, of Apple, of of uh, of Facebook, of of iPhones. We are the product, we, yes. and, and, and 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 for as long as we are the product, right? They monetize our attention, and so therefore, uh, Sean Parker. Sean Parker is the uh, first. Uh, uh, president of Facebook, the founding president of Facebook. Well, he's he, yeah.
0: But, but but by the way, Jerry's bringing this up because I know because the social network has been on uh, has been
1: on cable well, quite a Sean, bit. Sean, Potter, who, Sean who, Parker, Justin, also the creator of Napster, right? Napster, yes. right? Uh, played by Justin Timberlake in the yes. uh, Social Network. Uh, he gave an Axios interview, I think, in 2017, where he said that Facebook is destroying the minds and the psychology of our children. Right. Who, who, who knows the damage? He says, our whole mission is to get your attention and keep it. And so and again, other executives at big tech firms, Google and other firms have said this, that uh, we are taking advantage of your vulnerabilities to grab your attention. And so, and so therefore you know, we can make lots of money, you, you, but. You raise two yeah. really,
0: really interesting points here.
1: Um, One of them
0: is, one of them is the issue of attention spans.
1: Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. So be, uh, the digital revolution, the year 2000, more or less, right? Yeah. Um, the average attention span in the year 2000, the American attention span, 12 seconds. Yeah. Today. It's eight seconds. Sure. Yeah. A, go- a goldfish is nine seconds.
0: <laughs> well, there, there so you go. So think about. It. So, so, uh, so but the how are we got-
1: supposed to wrap our heads around Ukraine, the border, taxes, inflation, abortion issues, the Supreme Court, uh, all of these issues? Uh, how are we supposed to wrap our heads around it when we have an eight-second attention span? I don't know. Let me go check my phone. No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> but but my, that's my, it, though. But
0: my point is, but my point is, it's the, it's the two things that are happening. It is the commoditization. Of human experience, right? The idea of of you know people or products, and we're gonna excuse me take a look at what you're looking at and 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 go. You know it's 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 interesting. Here's my here's my attention span kicking in, right? Because you never notice when you're watching YouTube videos, you have five seconds to before you have to decide. A very in in a lot of instances, they will make you watch a 12 second video or a 15 second ad. But in the most part, you know, you can skip the ad after six seconds because they know that yeah. you're that's it's not going to hold your attention after that point anyway. But it's the other it's the other part of this, which is, you know, we are, they are, sorry, I'm I'm coming to this idea. The two go hand in hand. They are doing what they can to keep us addicted because we are the product. That's the point you're making here. Right, And so as long as you are the product, as long as you don't have ownership of your data, as long as they're using your data. And by now, the way, you can say – that... hold on, hold on. Anytime you are on the internet and there is a good or a service that you are getting for free, you are the product, just so you yes. understand that.
1: But I also think it, it, it part of part of how they distract us is we get caught up on thinking that what they want is our data. No. Yeah, they make money off our data, but really – it's our attention that they want and you just said the proper word addiction yeah uh, we uh, um psychologist um what is it called andrew when uh, you lose a limb but you still feel it oh it's um it's uh
0: phantom it's it, it, it's it's like it's like um a nerve nerve memory or something like that right
1: yeah. but there's a, there's a, there's a there's a medical term for it yeah well in the last 20 years uh the medical community has come up with very similar terms for instance, when you think you feel your phone your phone vibrate, but it's not. Oh, I don't know that. There, I hadn't no, heard. no, there, there's a mental health condition uh, that 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 people believe, think, feel that their phone is going off, but it's not. That's okay. how attached. That's how attached we've become well, to I our mean, devices. I mean, but but you know the other part of it is right. It's the it's the feeling of
0: loss and panic when you don't have your phone around you, where you don't know where it is. But that. You know, that but it, that's it, a problem. Yeah, I yes, I agree. Yeah, you know, it, it's um it's you know it's funny. I watched turn our attention to something in media. I watched this season of White Lotus, which I don't like, but I feel like I have to watch. I sort of get I get, what I get is drawn it? in. My, my, my girls White, are watching, I think. White Lotus, it, it's it's a it's a bizarre series. The White Lotus is a resort company. And so the first season took place at the White Lotus in Hawaii. This season takes place at the White Lotus in, in Sicily. And it's all these really wealthy, horrible people just sort of engaging in their horrible nature. It's all it's a whole weird thing. And it's got the lady, Jennifer Coolidge, who's doing those old Navy commercials that I hate now.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Blah, yeah,
0: yeah. blah, blah, blah. Sorry, not sorry. Whatever the hell it is. <clears throat> Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. Who, who, listen, I'm a fat guy. You're a gentleman of large carriage. I feel like I can say this stifler's mom looks like she ate stifler's mom and stifler i mean <laughs> well she's oh come on she
1: must be in her late seven uh, uh, 60s well whatever i mean but the point is so her assistant essentially loses her phone
0: and and like flips out over not being able to find her phone there's a reason for it. there's an emergency that's going on but but that is that is a that is a problem in society Um, this, this, and it's, and it's one, and it's one that's growing. I mean, yeah. So the point is, see, I go in a different direction on this, Jerry. It's all about dopamine and
1: dopamine addiction in your head. Well, I mean, but that's what they use. Yes. I mean, you're right. You're talking about the the mechanisms. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the outcome and the outcome is this in the digital age. We have lost our capacity to pay attention, and so therefore we've lost our capacity to think. So therefore we've lost our capacity at self-government. You ever,
0: you ever think about? I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever had to read these. You were in, you were in public school for a little while when you were in, in the seventies, or were you I always was, in Catholic school?
1: I was in a PS eighty six in the Bronx. Interesting. Okay, yeah.
0: you know, I, and then I went out later. We, we were Angels. living in Riverdale. Uh, it was PS eighty one. That's so funny, but my my point is actually this yeah, is I, good.
1: By the way, where, where I grew up in the Bronx and Reservoir Avenue, I mean we were you know where you know where Lehman College is. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah. So I I lived down the block from Lehman College.
0: Okay, but my point
1: is, I uh, you know, did you read you, you were, how you moved
0: when you were ten?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I was in fourth grade.
0: Fourth grade. So you remember the reading books we used to read with all the little stories in them? Yeah. Okay, sure. I
1: love those. I still love
0: them. Um, especially the Houghton Mill Flynn and and the Bank Street readers.
1: I don't remember what their names. I are. Do. I do. I remember them. You speaking of Sheldon, it, Cooper. You're, you're the Sheldon Cooper of the podcast. But let me also
0: explain why. My 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 aunt was a principal in uh, the New York City public school system in the Bronx. Oh, really. And she would bring me reading books, so I had like collections of them. There's to digress. There was a really great one that had art from Battlestar Galactica on the front of it, and I think Battlestar it was sort Galactica. of weirdly random.
1: You okay. and I could have there been. We're, all kinds of we're not very we, nerdy, but we could have been on The Big Bang Theory because we love Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, oh yeah, absolutely, uh, uh, Indiana Jones, um, right? Yes, Indiana I mean, I, Jones. I, who, I, of course, has that
0: great theory on The Big Bang Theory? Indiana Jones completely inconsequential to the plot of Raiders of the Lost. Yes, Star. it's true. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And anyway, my point is, you read books. We read stories when we were kids that were sort of projections of what the future was going to be. You know. Learning from home and how great it would be to learn from home or to have, you know, lessons implanted in your brain or to have access to immediate information. Like when Jerry, obviously, and I think most of our listeners are in the same way. When we were kids in the 70s, this is right before the home computer age, right? This is barely the right. video game age. And, and you think about this stuff, the, the home video, like the VCR,
1: like the first VCRs were just coming out when we were kids. They weren't even VCRs. The uh, first was the Betamax. I remember my dad uh, got a Betamax. Really? Remember Betamax? Yeah. We, my we, father. No, we, listen, we, we. My father eventually we had a Betamax in our house in Jersey. So this was this is the eighties now, um, early eighties, I guess. But anyway, uh, my father took our Betamax and he traded it to a guy at work for a uh, for a for a car true story that is that is such a new york story yes he traded yeah. the betamax for a uh was it a, a cult remember the cult oh my god a, a yes tiny, a tiny little uh yeah. uh you know uh i think it was a four speed but regardless my father traded a betamax for a I, car but and it's funny because jerry and i were just talking and jerry was making
0: a joke to me about recording something using a uh a, a, a camcorder was that you i was talking to yeah.
1: about those no it wasn't me oh wasn't no. you yeah, you and me. I don't know. we were having this we Oh, just, oh, had... oh, you cuz you wanted to make a sex tape. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, cuz that's what we do. So the I want oh, on one of your a, couple I on one of your couple dates. We had pineapple. a really
0: we had a, a, a VCR Jerry that had two parts to it and one of them was the camcorder thing yes. that you could sling over your shoulder.
1: <coughs> yeah, of course. So had yes. That.
0: My point is this. Uh we, we never when we were kids we thought about how technology was going to be so cool and it was going to make our, and in some many ways, technologies have made our lives better. Yes. But none of us, I mean, yes, you had dystopian, you had dystopian writers predicting the problems. I'll tell you something, Jerry, Pete Townsend was right. I don't know if you know this, but the who's next album that came out in 71. Do you know the story behind this? The who's next album was based on a concept. He'd done Tommy about the kid who was deaf, dumb, and blind. Yeah, and then and then later on, he did um, Jimmy in in Quadrophenia, but in the middle was this thing called the Lifehouse, and the whole point of the Lifehouse, Jerry, was that people were living lives in isolation in in um, sensory deprivation units with virtual reality, and really? there was essentially going to be a revolution against it. And we were going to learn, by the way, that the meaning of life was was one musical note. So all a lot of the songs on "Who's Next," "Baba O'Reilly," "Won't Get Fooled Again," um, "Going Mobile," um, are all about the sort of the 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 this tension between, and that's that's thirty
1: years before the digital age.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, 30, 30 years before real virtual reality the point is is that p townsend recognized then about the potential disconnection that technology could
1: bring well, because you know what yes you're right and yeah. and so did postman so did huxley so did uh Lewis, dick absolutely so many but here's the thing it's obvious it's look our standard default now our, our standard default setting is partial attention that's, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you and I, I'm saying broadly humankind. We are in a state, a constant state, <laughs> a constant state of partial yes. attention. Um, here, listen, the, the big tech, you know, broadly big tech is the greatest, the largest, the most centralized, centralized, uh, most standardized attention control system. In the Which, history of humankind. By the way, I'm going to tell
0: all of you, I'm going to give you this, this tip. If you're in sales, selling anything, the best way to sell something is to make it clear that you're listening to the person you're trying to sell to about what their concerns are. It's something that I learned from a, a, a CEI donor many years ago that I that I sat down with who, 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 you know, we're talking about somebody else and they said, well, you know, the difference between you and that person is you listen. You know, and it's a matter of paying attention and and, and making sure the person you kn-
1: that knows that you're holding their attention.
0: And we've got listen, we've gotten very far afield yeah. of of all but, of this. But again, I
1: I think this is this is a theme. This is 2022. The big stories. I think the big story of 2000. The biggest story of 2022. I know it's Ukraine. I know it's the border. I know inflation. I know the midterms. All big stories. But the biggest story, I think, I think has is the Twitter story. And the reason why I think that is because big tech, again, I'll say it for a second time because I think it's very important. Big tech is the greatest, the largest, the most centralized, the most standardized attention control system in the history of humankind. Right. And that that is why we can't govern ourselves. This is why our public discourse is the way it is. This is why we have cancel culture, uh, attacks on free speech. I think every issue, Andrew, that we've discussed this year can go back to the fact that we are in this uh, constant state of distraction, and that's a problem for and, a democracy. And when and when you have or, and for the, liberty,
0: hold on. And when you have the FBI, so a law enforcement agency with the federal government with enormous power in and of itself, paying Twitter millions of dollars. And I'm not making that up. You know, Jerry, when I first heard it, I won't say this because right, I called Jerry. I called Jerry almost immediately after this. When I heard that story, that the FBI had paid Twitter millions of dollars, I said, this can't be true. This has got to be fringy conspiracy theorizing. Yep, I thought the same thing when you told me. And then I went and I read the story and I'm like, wait a minute, what? So put the two of them together, right? And again, this is getting beyond the issue. And Jerry and I also had this conversation about the First Amendment. Let's set aside the the concept of the First Amendment and Congress and, and, and the FBI here. The point is... In the end, free speech is protected vis-a-vis government so that government can't turn around and have a chilling effect on free speech, either overtly or covertly, right? Either by directing a social media company to silence an account or do investigations uh, or by creating the patina, you know, uh, sort of manipulating the conversation, Um, so that so that uh, uh, things are, you know, things cannot be discussed and, and dissent cannot be. Added. For, I'm sorry, go ahead. For,
1: for, 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 for some of our listeners who remember the old days, if you were hanging out, you and I, Andrew, we were on our bikes, kids in our neighborhood, and we were hanging out somewhere and a cop car drove by. and it, it, This would happen. Uh, what are you kids doing here? Don't congregate here. Go home or go go somewhere else. We, we left. Yeah, we, we left because the police. It was it was it was intimidating when the FBI. So so fast forward to to the digital age, the FBI comes in uh, to Twitter or now you have members of Congress, uh, uh, Schiff and others telling Facebook, threatening, saying when the government tells you, you better not do this or you better move along or you better listen to me. Yeah, there might not be any kind of overt levers but the fact is, that's still intimidation. That's still stifling free speech. It's still censorship. It's right. Still, it still violates the principles uh, of, of of free speech, the free exchange of ideas, in the First Amendment. You know, it, it's 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 interesting
0: because we also we've talked quite a bit about Operation Chokepoint, which was this Obama era program, um, and I'll and I'll say this built upon a George W. Bush era program, not called Operation Chokepoint, and the idea behind operation choke Point was we can't shut down gun and ammunition manufacturers and dealers. We cannot shut down payday lenders directly. We can't do any of this directly. Uh, we cannot stifle dissenting speech directly, but what we can do is use the power of the regulate of regulators and the power of regulation to put pressure on those engaging in financial transactions right. with these
1: folks, but but again, you'd think on its face that also is a violation. Jonathan Turley, to your point, you're making a right. point. Jonathan Turley said that, or maybe it wasn't Jonathan Turley, maybe it was uh, our friends at Reason. I forget, but someone smarter than me made made this uh, statement or made this point that, ju- the FBI farming out to Twitter, right, or big tech. What the FBI is barred doing doesn't mean that the FBI is still not manipulating exactly. and stifling yes. and
0: causing censorship. You cannot sidestep the constitution by
1: doing it through, by, by, by farming it out, by contract. But, but it out. wasn't that, wasn't that the case with, or should have been the, the argument against operation choke point. Well, and it, and it was right. I mean, that right. was
0: my, certainly my argument against it. And and, right. and and when the house committee did their report on it, it, that was, that was their conclusion. Um, And operation choke point was shut down. Um, the the point is in the end, it sort of laid out the framework for how these things can be done that, that, you know, it's, it's, I will, I will never forget this Jerry again. And it makes me sound like a fringe conspiracy theorist. And you know me, I love a good conspiracy and I've touted weird conspiracies before, but when I first brought up operation choke point to a talk radio host at CPAC, they, they essentially accused me of lying. They said, that's not happening. There's no way that that's happening.
1: I mean, how many times has that happened this year? Yes, There's some crazy story like that. That can't be tr- here. Something very simple. Something very recent. Something that closed out the year 2022. Yeah, which is the um the House Ways and Means Committee voting party line vote uh, to release Donald Trump's uh, tax returns. Good point. It's against the law. I, I did some research on yeah. this. You and I. I asked you. You know, does the Congress have this capacity to do this without legislative purpose or oversight purpose? It doesn't. Yeah. And so the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee in a lame session has broken the law. And it doesn't make a difference right? because he'll never be held accountable. Right. And the tax returns are already released. And again, another norm just smashed. And and again, back to this attention uh, uh, deficit disorder that we have, Um, we'll forget about this.
0: And that's the, you know, it's so funny because I used to talk about this with regards to the Clintons, right? And the way the Clintons would do things, an allegation would come out against the Clintons. They would put their playbook off the shelf. They would delay, 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 delay. And when finally the truth will out and and the initial allegation was proven correct that clintons would turn around and say oh that's old news everybody knew that we dealt with that years ago right and that's that's the thing listen we got a couple minutes left uh, before we talk about uh, hopes and dreams for 2023 unless you want to do that as our first show of 2023 which we could do we do have to talk about the supreme court and we, I, I, I sort of i had originally wanted to sort of went you know wind our way into it through the political violence side of it but the, the two other big stories right Actually, you talk about accountability. It has now been 260. No, it's not. Yeah, maybe 260 days since the Dobbs decision was leaked. And we still don't know who leaked it. And, we'll, and been, we'll never know. And, and at this point, we'll never know. That's a problem. Right. But then on the other hand, bits of good news, the Dobbs decision, uh, West Virginia versus EPA, the regulatory decision and the, 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 uh, the issue of of deference even though it was a little bit narrower than we would have liked and the uh, the kennedy decision on uh, religious liberty in public schools sure. that's a I, those are those are three really great stories of uh, of uh, of 2022 anyway the caveat being we shouldn't have to rely on the supreme court but right of ahead.
1: course but and here's the thing too so in my mind the court has made uh, good decisions uh, this session however uh, in previous sessions i thought the, co- the court made Uh, wrong decisions but my attitude toward the court has remained exactly the same when the court was um, uh, deciding things that I knew that I knew that I thought I believed based on the constitution based on the law based on our history were um, uh, were out of order I didn't I didn't declare that the court was illegitimate and again exactly not that not that my voice matters as much as but it seems that the entire progressive establishment from the Democratic Party to Hollywood they're all on the same singing from the same song page that the court is not legitimate and this right. again in this age of distraction in this age of social media and clicks and Twitter um it's dangerous because talk to your average American and they right. will tell you that there's a problem a legitimacy problem with the court they won't be able to tell you why. Or they won't be they won't be able well, to. Well, notice some of them it.
0: will, right? It starts with uh, 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 the court is illegitimate because uh, because Republicans stole a seat, and then the court is illegitimate because right. Donald Trump got to appoint people, and Donald Trump was illegitimate. Right, right. That's, uh, that's and the again,
1: and the great irony there is is that well, then what you're saying then is that the 2016 election was not legitimate, so therefore you're an election you're an election denier. denier. It's just yes. again uh, the. If we were to have reasonable, rational, this is why I will debate any lefty anytime, anywhere, and I won't even go in prepared. Like just tell yeah. me to show up. It could, you know, uh, just say, call me and show up right now, and I'll show up. I'll I I would give them days to prepare. And I'd still go and debate them. Even and I, I look, I know that there are lefties with higher IQs than mine. I get sure. that. But the fact is, is that. If we're gonna have a reasonable conversation on the facts, a rational conversation on on the arguments, I win every time. This is yeah. why on the Jerry Rogers show, um, I have a Jerry's just right segment now. Yes. Because everything I've said over the past five years on my radio show, I've been correct. I've been Sh- right. Should Here I have you. should I have a segment Langer rhymes with anger? <laughs> but you're not an angry guy. No, I'm not. I'm no. an angry guy, but Oh, the, but the fact is, is that it's it's that if you if you turn their arguments against them, what is even the proper term? Their arguments are well, self-defeating. It's, it's it's judo. I mean, it's the judo school of argumentation. Right.
0: Using using your opponent's uh, arguments against them.
1: Um, Jamie, let me tell you this uh, uh, again. Uh, I think a big story of two thousand twenty-two, of course, is the J six committee. Uh, the the star, the celebrity coming out of. J six is uh, in addition to um, Ms. Cheney. It's a Jeremy, a Jeremy, uh, Jamie Raskin. Yes, Democrat Congressman from Maryland. But here's the thing. So I, I again, because the truth matters and facts are important, I went back and looked up, did some research on Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin in 2016 gave a gave an interview to the Washington Post where he said that celebrity and wealth um uh, don't mix with leadership that if you're if you're if your intent is celebrity uh and and if you come from a position of great wealth uh you, you're not going to be able to to offer statesmanship and leadership right he said this in 2016 sure. fast fast forward 2022 um Axios did a big piece on him uh where he is called the the emerging star of the Democratic Party yes uh, in it other Democratic operatives say that he's a celebrity, that he is famous, uh, that he is has star power. And so, therefore, their strategy is to use the celebrity, Jamie Raskin, right. uh, to thwart uh, the GOP oversight investigations. Star power yeah. versus the GOP. So there you go it used to be celebrity and leadership didn't ma- didn't mix but now it does of course second his wife uh, is a well connected person in washington dc is a multimillionaire has 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 been given millions of dollars for just sitting on boards where she doesn't show up and she she has this wealth and this connection. She served in the Biden administration um and and she's uh, served as advisors uh, to uh, uh, uh to sustainable investment uh climate change inve- ESG investing. Yeah. He's made millions of dollars and the Raskins are incredibly wealthy, incredibly wealthy. So again, he has celebrity and he has wealth. The two things that he said in 2016 would disqualify someone sure. from leaving yeah. in Congress, but yet here we go. Has he changed his opinion about this?
0: Well, he the funny thing, think he does. Yeah. No,
1: but but the thing is, he'll still use the anti-celebrity, anti-wealth argument against his opponents, even right. though he. So th- again, this is the point, right? 2022. You you and I talk about hypocrisy. It's not it's not hypocrisy here's another re- revelation from 2022 it we have now entered into hierarchy Jamie Raskin can be a celebrity and wealthy and still say and believe and put upon you that celebrity and wealth don't mix with leadership 100 well, it's his... like it's,
0: but it's like it's like anybody in, in celebrity who's a well any wealthy celebrity who says yeah. you know uh, wealth and power for me, but, but not for they. Notoriety liter- for me, but not for they.
1: Right, there's literally two standards, and we we used to say that was hypocrisy. It's not. The two standards are now just accepted on the left. Yeah. Our two standards, yes. right? Our yes. standard and the standard for everyone else. And, and, and this and is this sort of this is how they're gonna pull it
0: back, right? These are the yeah. same folks who say, and this is a, a this is folks on the left have said this. You you cannot be election denialism. Yeah, is only a disease of the right. You cannot be an election denier and be on and
1: and be on the left. Even though, even though Benny Thompson, uh, chairman of the J6 committee denied uh, and still denies the the 2016 elections, even though um, Jamie Raskin uh, wanted to uh, not seat the Electoral College in 2017. And we can go down this list. I mean, there are literally hundreds. Uh, 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 The Clinton campaign had attorneys, lawyers working on on strategies. Uh, to 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 get all, alternative electors to be seated in Listen, 2017
0: I, I, not only that i got i I got emails yeah i got emails in 2016 i so if you understand i had been a, an a, i had been an elector for john mccain i'm not proud of that but i was an elector for john mccain well he was the nominee what he was the nominee He was the nominee and I was a Republican party official and I was in the first congressional district. There you go. That's my point. But the point is I was getting emails to change my vote as an elector in 2016 away from Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it happens. I want to, I want to come back to this though, Jerry, because, you know, we talked a little bit about the, the Dobbs leaker, but let's talk about the decisions themselves. I mean, yeah, we don't want to have to rely on the high court, but this is the, the, the Dobbs decision out of out of the, the three that I mentioned. That is a, that is
1: an incredibly important decision moving forward, of course. And again, for our friends who are uh, uh, pro-abortion, pro-choice, it doesn't make illegal uh, abortion. What it does is it sends it back to the states, uh, which uh, which is the proper place for these decisions to be made. Um, and it looks like, at least at the state level. Uh, the the pro life and the pro choice side are kind of fighting fighting battling to a kind of a, kind of a neutral place where where states like New York have allowed abortion up until the fourth trimester. By the way, um, uh, there are states that if you, a baby's born alive through an abortion uh, that you can uh, let it let it die, which yeah. is barbaric. Uh, but mm-hmm. you have states that are allowing that. There's a, there's a bill in Virginia, uh, in uh, in Maryland, to do the same thing. And then you have states like uh, Mississippi or Texas uh, with more restrictions. The bottom line is this on 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 abortion. Um, my de- my Democratic friends, you cannot codify Roe um, through Congress. You can't pass a uh, Roe v. Wade plus bill. Have the president sign it. And codify Roe. The Supreme Court, this Supreme Court would come in and strike it down. But however, let me say this to my friends on the right: you can't, you can't codify a, a ban on abortion. Uh, you know, uh, Senator Graham from South Carolina had the idea of putting forward a ban on abortion, a 15-week abortion ban, yeah. which is again 70 to 80 percent of Americans agree with that. That after, after 15 weeks, after a heartbeat, you know, after a fetus can feel pain, you know, after these these very scientific. And on the uh, same
0: level as many European
1: nations, by the way. Go ahead. Oh yeah, the entire the entire EU. Um, yeah, yeah. But the I agree with that policy. I mean, I, I mean, look, I'm pro life uh, without exception. Right. But however, I would vote for that. But just like you can't codify Roe, you can't have a national ban on abortion. Right. The court, the court in Dobbs is very clear about this. The court said that the federal government, Congress, is neutral. When it comes to abortion, it's, it is it is it is a role for the states. So we can't ban abortion in Congress, and we can't codify. Uh, the battlefield really yeah. has to deal with federal funding and the monies that can be used. And, sure, and, but and here's just, another interesting yeah. thing. Uh, the Democrats were brilliant, again, because we don't pay attention. How many Americans believed, how many women in suburbia believed that if they had a miscarriage, uh, they would not be able to get care? Right. At a hospital or an ectopic uh, pregnancy, right. all of those and, things. That, and yes. you know who said that over and over and over again? It wasn't fringe groups. The president of the United States said it from the White House. Right. The president of the United States, Joe Biden, said from the White House that a woman in the midst of a miscarriage, because of this Dobbs but decision, could not get care this, in, a, in a health facility. Right. This gets into the other story of
0: the year, and it's really it's not it's not just this year, but I mean it is it is sort of the media not holding the democrats accountable for what they say right joe or Biden. the media
1: being so misinformed that they believe that to be true as well but, but because but, they're no, the is, is that and we, this is part listen part of the right the, the great thing about but you're right though twitter you know there, there's a
0: fact check there but but no i mean the the issue of the you know the the double standard right they held they held donald trump accountable for every dumb thing that donald trump said um and and stuff that was opinion, they would say is a lie. Joe Biden makes factual statements that are not true. And dangerous and, statements. And, and and there is rare accountability, you know, whether it's the abortion issue or whether it's you could a canon back second amendment, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and those things to the, the recent weird story about giving his Uncle, the Congressional Medal
1: of Honor. No, went... the Purple Heart. He, the Purple Heart, his, yes. His... his uncle won the Purple Heart at the uh, Battle of the Bulge? Maybe, maybe that some, was that Some major, major battle that we would recognize. And he said that he uh, his uncle never received it. And his dad said, hey, Joey, now that you're vice president, it'd be nice to give your uncle the Purple Heart. Yeah. And he said, yeah, as vice president, he had the honor to award his uh, uncle the Purple Heart. Except his uncle died in 1999, yes, and Joe Biden became president in the year 2008.
0: Yeah, vice president 2008, vice yes. president. I'm sorry. So therefore, was his dad, and, and I had the other question was was his dad even alive? But 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 that's just
1: it, right? So, so impossible.
0: What he yeah. said he
1: did was impossible.
0: Yes. You know, the men, the the getting arrested, going to see Mandela story, which has been thoroughly debunked. He repeated that recently. <laughs> Still says it. And that's a thing, right? It's one of those situations where it would be one thing if he said these things, he was called on it even by the right wing press. And then he stopped saying it. But he repeats these stories right. as though they're as though they're true. I mean, the bizarre, the sort of the the bizarre stories that are out there. You know, it, in fact, let's sort of shift our gears, Jerry, for a couple of minutes and talk about the midterm elections. Right. And 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 because we as you had said, this is the the Republicans massively underperformed. And actually, right. let's tie this into I think a question for 2023, which is the midterms, Trump's behavior up to and after, Trump's behavior leading into the Georgia runoff. And then because you and I haven't had a, a show where we've talked about the uh the NFTs. Yeah, the digital trading
1: cards who by it the is, way um uh by the way it looks like uh, he has violated I guess copyright that he has unauthorized oh yeah, yeah yeah of images
0: the word the word is that he he took at least some of the photoshopped images were out of a catalog now I don't know it's th- they seem to be manipulated I have no idea um listen we can get into the allegations we could get you know there are there are allegations that this whole thing was a massive sort of money laundering scam,
1: right? Because, uh, you know, listen, I don't know. What, what what it is and his motivation behind it, none of that matters. What matters is, is that it is evidence that he cannot uh, ever be president of the United States ever again. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he has, he has gone into um, a parody. He has yes. gone into... Uh, 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 a were a, a bizarro world of trump more right. bizarre and, than before
0: and by the way this gets into this, this 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 is an entirely separate issue from whether or not j6 the 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 dumb criminal referral that was non-surprising and will go nowhere and further politicizes the situation um this this gets out of the issue of trump's tax returns and how wrong it is for the uh um, for the house ways and means Committee to release them this is just dumb. Um it it it's dumb and bizarre. Um uh, you know, I, I do think there's something to be said on the issue of NFTs and 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 securities and and
1: and know, also remember he yeah. he's a better president than uh Washington and Lincoln. Well, yeah, have you yes. seen the video of him promoting the NFT trading cards? Um he starts off by saying that that his presidency, that Donald Trump was a greater president than Washington and Lincoln. Oh my God! That's what he says. I mean, and, and not and not with a sense of of humor or satire. He he says it because he means I it. I mean, it really is a parody. I mean, it, it becomes it becomes parody. It, 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 watch so, the video. Can, can you pull it up? Uh, watch the video because because it's like a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, I'll pull it up. You know, I don't understand, again, I don't understand why um, our friends who are Trump supporters, why they can't just let go of this. And again, I don't mean um, elected officials. I don't mean um, uh, uh, policy uh, leaders or policy experts. I'm talking about the kind of rank and file. Um, Right. No one, no one should support this guy. And there's lots of reasons not to support him. Uh, like his uh, uh, again, his dinner with uh, with anti Semites, uh, like his blowing up the midterms uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, in Georgia, uh, in states uh, you know everywhere where he had a major candidate, we lost. Um, he he won't invest money. I keep on hearing from uh, from pundits that well, you know, if Trump loses the primary he'll run as a third party candidate no he won't yeah and he won't because he won't have the capacity he won't have the money you have to get yourself on a ballot which means you have to have organization and you have to have fundraising listen, he won't do he won't do those things i, I don't
0: well listen I, I never listen i never discount what trump's going to do or not do right. I, well, but, uh, again, but, but we can
1: judge him by me... 2016 2020 and that is he never he never raised money he yeah. never let spent me, money. Let me let me let me play this. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully, your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards. All right. I don't need to see anymore. So that wasn't a joke. He meant that when he said that. Wow. I right. Wish I, said better better, than, better than Ezra.
0: Better than Ezra. Again, dicks.
1: how can anyone in their right mind? <sighs> you know, yesterday <sighs> uh this week I was on WBAL uh, co- uh hosting uh, uh actually something. well by the time this comes out it was this is last week you're also going to be on this week. Hosting. Yeah, well anyway, one of my stints um the Jerry Rogers show over at WBAL a caller uh called in um who Listened to my show back in 2016. Yes. So I, I must have been fill-in hosting or guest hosting in 16. Uh, the Jerry Rogers show, I think, is going into its fourth or fifth year. Back Something like it, yeah. i am at WBAL for five-plus years, regardless. Yeah. Um, he called in and said – he hadn't called in for years and said, Jerry, I want to ask you a question. Uh, you talked about how, in 2016, uh, you were against Trump. Uh, that you were supporting other people in the primary. Uh, And then uh, toward the end of the primary season, it was your father who pulled you aside. And it was your father who convinced you that Trump was worth the vote. Don't waste it on a third party. Don't waste it by bullet voting, but you have to support Donald Trump. And I told that story on the air about my dad when he pulled me aside. And then, but then the caller asked me this question. He said, do you still feel that way? You know, have you have you evolved? Have your thoughts and opinions on Donald Trump changed through the years? And I said, well, of course, I said, you know, during his presidency, uh, you know, his trade policies, tax policies, foreign policy, his his uh, his uh, foreign policy in Middle East, the moving of the moving of the embassy from Tel Aviv to Israel. Uh, to to Jerusalem, rather, I said, I supported all of those items. Um, I think his biggest mistake was not uh, using the office of the presidency, the power of the presidency to to force open the economy again in COVID. I said, but I, you know, but I think Operation Warp Speed is a great, was a great success. I said, but however, since then, uh, when he, when he uh, caused Republicans not to vote in the uh, Georgia runoffs in 2000, uh, 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 2000, when he, uh, when he essentially threw uh, uh, Mike Pence under the bus right. and said he was a weak man. He was not standing up for the voters uh, when he refused uh, to strongly condemn what was happening on January 6th. And then since then, uh, uh, his myriad bad choices. I said, I said, yeah, my opinion has changed. I don't think he should be within uh, an a eight-mile radius ever again of the White House. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he should be president again. And he actually said, the caller said, I'm surprised you're saying that, Jerry, because most talk show hosts, once they dig in, they stay dug in. All right. So, and, I, and I said, and I said, uh, I'll end right here, I said, but the facts have changed. Right. And, and I, I based my opinions and my commentary off the facts. And, and what's happening in front of us, I pulled up, for those of you who were listening,
0: um, I pulled up while Jerry was talking, the piece that he and I published on November 7th, of 2016, rethinking never Trump, how a Trump presidency could result in limited executive power. Now, of course, the Democrats or Republicans couldn't come together and 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 do that, which is a whole other thing, which we don't need to get into. But on that issue of talk radio hosts and Trump, most talk radio hosts actually are are in the same mold. Conservative talk radio hosts, a great many of them have been really questioning, especially as of late, donald trump in the post-presidency and i gotta tell you right and i said this because i was on the air on wmal last week filling in um uh when you lose when you're donald trump and you lose steve bannon when you lose mike flynn when you lose sebastian gorka you're in serious trouble i mean hell um uh, jenna ellis had to do a, a bit of a tap dance on social what, what, media what, what happened this. what happened there? Well, Jenna Ellis said uh, you can you can uh, love uh, uh, you can love a president or a candidate and be unhappy about certain individual things that they do, which is I think the closest we'd ever come to Jenna Ellis actually criticizing Donald Trump for something. Um, but that's that's the the thing. It, you know, things have changed. Donald Trump did great things as president. Was he a better president than Washington or Lincoln? No. And it is asinine of him to to say that.
1: George Washington, who literally defined the presidency. It yes. hadn't existed before him. Many of the traditions uh, and practices of the presidency today, best practices are in place because of George Washington, yeah, uh, and his forethought and his humility. And Lincoln literally kept the nation together. yeah but yet, but yet Donald Trump in his in his mind, uh, believes that he is a better president or was a better president than both Listen, Lincoln and Washington.
0: I urge everybody to go and read uh a uh, team of rivals, the political genius of Abraham Lincoln by Doris Kearns Godwin, because it is the, the definitive work about Abraham
1: Lincoln and what he had to
0: do as president. I love her States. by the way. Yeah. I don't, yeah.
1: you know, politically we're at odds, but of um course. she is a huge, a baseball fan. And if you ever get a chance to see, um, uh, uh, Oh, Ed Burns. Uh, yeah. Did it no, not, not Ed Burns.
0: Uh, Ken Burns. Ed Burns Ken is the Irish actor, Jerry.
1: That's right. Who I met, by the way, in uh, uh, in, in New York at Pat Conway's bar. I am uh, but, shocked at that. But that's another story. It's a good story. But um, but uh, Ken Burns, uh, baseball, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, she's in that for part of it, and she tells a story about how baseball, the love, the love affair with baseball, really had much to do with her love and respect and relationship with her father interesting it's just it's just a it's a wonderful story um i like her very much because because of that because she understands uh, baseball as americans america's pastime and again there here's an example of politically i disagree with her uh, but still can value her uh her thoughts and her uh and, and 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 her stories and and from where she comes we've lost that again is 2022 the year Uh, we lost the idea of, of friendships outside of our tribe
0: or the admiration of people who are of the other team who do things that we like. Yeah. You know, again, we don't, we don't worship them. Jerry, before we end the latest last, you know, again, as we're recording this big story of 2022,
1: Aaron judge named captain of the Yankees. Uh, It's 16th captain in in team history. The, the Yankees, of course, uh, were the Highlanders, uh in i think 1909 and but there can be only one jerry that's a highlander reference never mind
0: well well, actually you
1: know of the 16 of the 16 captains i mean look the the i mean you know babe ruth was a captain yep but we you know but we think of lou Gehrig. sure of course uh so so for me the big the big three the big three are garrick yeah uh munson of course and jeter and jeter yeah that's yeah. where
0: i would go 100 uh, it, it's it's uh it's it's big stunning news he has very
1: big shoes to fill especially Derek jeter's shoes yeah um and- uh, nice when they announced this and they introduced him to the media in new york who was standing there sitting next to him who was that? i did was jeter next to him Derek jeter was next there
0: to you me. go sorry as i as i as we as we sort of end this because charlie had just gone out to charlie had just gone out uh jerry listen we, we did two shows today with Excellent. all of this, we will do we will do our our wishes and hopes for 2023 when we come back uh, in the new year. Um, You, you have a uh,
1: uh, big Christmas plans, big New Year's plans. Well, I mean, look, I mean, uh, it's always big. It's always big because it's Christmas. And and, you know, we made it a, a point this year uh, to really try to live uh, in in a, in a in a state of gratefulness. Yeah. Uh, the Rogers, uh, all of us, all seven of us, my immediate family the 7 of us in our immediate family every single day we've we've written down not just said it out loud but actually put it on paper or text uh the 3 things that day that we're grateful for wait and the I'm, 3 I, things you need to know I, three no 3 things <laughs> I, that we're grateful for I, I think that uh we're not made like god's purpose or god's will for us isn't for us to live in a constant low grade anxiety or fear Or stress yeah and you know for many people christmas is stressful and and if you think about the many blessings we all have troubles and turmoils and and these things but christmas really is the season to remember uh that that god uh gave us uh his son uh for salvation for eternal life you know uh, let me let me say i know i know we're winding down let Mm -hmm. me say this uh c.s lewis once said uh once wrote that there is no ordinary person that every person you meet uh is an immortal okay and again if you believe in the salvation story you understand exactly what's what what exactly what c.s lewis uh was saying i think it's important you know we're talk show guys you remember paul harvey of course the rest of the story all right, so there's a uh, there's a story that Paul Harvey said uh, his uh, uh, his Christmas broadcast. Uh, the story is, I think, the Man and the Birds, and he okay. talks about. And I won't I won't read it. It's a it's a multi you know it'll take it'll take too long. But I I I I, su- I suggest I recommend to our audience go and find Paul Harvey. I think the story is called The Man and the Birds, and read it. It's a short read. But essentially what it is, is is that this man on a winter's night hears this pounding or this noise outside his door, outside his his uh his house, and it's sparrows. Yes. And he tries to rescue them from the from the harsh winter. And at some point he realizes hmm. that I can only save them if I myself became a sparrow. And again, it's a good metaphor wow. for Christmas. You know, how did God save us? He saved us by becoming one of us. You know, Simon and Garfunkel did a song
0: called "The Sparrow," which which extends into this. Listen, I'm reminded of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this as a way of closing uh, us out. Um, um, this is Linus's speech from a Charlie Brown Christmas, which I have not watched yet this year. By the way, halfway through Christmas Vacation, Jerry. You can't watch it in bits and
1: pieces. you, no, we're you crazy it. guy. Just well, watch
0: unfortunately, it. unfortunately, I I've been on the air. I've been the on the air from from. We'll uh, start. Go back and start it from the beginning. And no, it. It. it's all right. I can. I I'm doing fine. All right,
1: whatever.
0: Uh, Linus says, uh, um, uh, "For behold, I bring unto you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, which is Christ the Lord." And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. So with from all of us to all of you, Jerry, we wish you a Merry Christmas and the happiest of new years.
1: happy christmas
0: happy christmas and merry new year and merry new year merry merry (laughs) merry crimble as john lennon would
1: say jerry what do you want people to do oh find the truth plant your feet stand firm god bless you all have a
0: great christmas have a great new year and uh, uh please stay safe and jerry and i will see you in 2023